The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You gotta put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. Subscribe and tune in each week to hear me and a special guest discuss the latest in the NBA the way you want to hear it, with the topics that you want to hear. Keep it locked. Point game. Just play the game. Just play the game? You better D up, Jake. Take your old ass back to Attica. Basketball is, is, is like poetry in motion. Just coming down the court, you got a defender in your way, you, you take him to the left, you take him back to the right, and he's falling back, and you just Jay right in his face. And then you look at him, and then you say, Talk about it. tuned in to Above the Rim. Family, family, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of Above the Rim. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Brought to you, as always, by your honorable host, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. Another episode, another special guest here on Above the Rim. Joining me this episode is someone that the family has heard before. I believe he's been on two episodes already. One of the co-hosts of the Chicago-based According to Sources podcast. And most importantly, certified personal trainer, athletic development coach, boxer, and now founder of Seneca Athletics, my homie Dev. Dev, what's good, my brother? What's good? What's poppin'? Chillin', man. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Grinding, working, trying to live a B-grade lifestyle every single day. I hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I hear that. So, family, as usual, you can find Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star review on iTunes. Also, send me some pics, send me some screenshots of you listening uh, to Above the Rim on Twitter. Send it to my Twitter, to my Instagram, my post up, all of them as well. I want to see those, man. Don't keep the, don't keep this good content all to yourself. You got to spread that wealth, because health is wealth. But um, to get in contact with me at the show, you can follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. IG is JustBlaze513. Follow the Above the Rim Facebook page as well. Dev, where can any people find you? Absolutely, man. They can find my Twitter at uh, Mr. Underscore High Yellow. I'm not too uh, proud of it. Still working with Twitter to try to get that name changed. <laughs> my life, dear brother, don't be ashamed. <laughs> and then when you become a small business owner, you got to start looking at things the right way. <laughs> true indeed. True indeed. And then uh, uh, Instagram, man, you can find us, our, my uh, fitness brand, at Seneca Athletics, all one word, no underscores, no numbers. And we're also on Twitter. Twitter uh, will not let us change our name for Seneca Athletics. So it is Athletics Seneca. Mm-hmm. But if you search Seneca Athletics, you should be able to find us. It's the big the S, the big the A, and Huge Warrior in it. Listen, they're going to find it. Yeah, yeah, you'll find it. The family, you will <laughs> go find it, of course. And, um,. <laughs> If you have any feedback for the show, responses to any other questions, just call up the line. Talk about Leave your boy a voicemail. Let me know what's on your mind. The number is 908-718-1592. So you know we'd always love to keep the wave going over here and above the rim. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit for this episode and talk a little bit about athletes' health and some of the great lengths that these guys go to protect their bodies and to maximize their effectiveness off on the court and off the court as well. But uh, before we get there, 
I gotta talk about something that I've noticed on the lowest of keys. And on the lowest of keys, I tell you right now, Deb, this is the last season Anthony Davis will be in the New Orleans uniform. The last season he's gonna be in, in the New Orleans Pelicans uniform. News came out this week that AD is gonna be leaving his current agent and most likely to sign with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. Now we know who com whose company Clutch Sports is. It's King James. And this uh this is actually uh quite funny because uh the last episode I talked about disrespect and I talked about right. some of the stars who I felt should who I felt should be the should feel the most disrespected by their organizations. AD was top three on my list. I felt like the Pelicans took a step back this summer, personnel-wise, losing Rondo. And to me, that was their first domino to fall in the soon-to-be departure of Anthony Davis. And now, I'm not saying Anthony Davis right now is automatically going to go to L.A., but if there is one thing that Clutch Sports does for their clients, it's, well, it's two things, getting them paid and getting them playing exactly where they want them to play. They got right. KCP paid. They got Tristan Thompson Kardashian. They got him 85 mil. They got JR paid. They got Bledsoe moved when he wanted out. So AD, to me, is going to play out this last season, losing the first round, even though he got two years left on his deal. And I think he's going to request a trade. And he's going to be out of New Orleans at the end of the summer. So, Dad, what are your thoughts? You think this is a big deal, little deal? Anthony Davis switching agents. I, I think that it's a... It's a medium-sized deal because I don't think a, too many people are surprised, mm. will be surprised when he leaves. Yes, I Or agree. if he leaves because New Orleans completely just disrespected him. They didn't go through all the right avenues to, to put a, a good supporting cast around him. Um, I feel that they should have definitely made a harder effort to keep Rondo there because he Rondo and money. Anthony Davis together, I like that pair. Me I mean, I, I was there... Last season, I was actually over there in Brooklyn and I saw them play. By the way, family, Justin was supposed to be at that game with me and he definitely didn't show up. I, I told him for two weeks and he told me it was last minute, but let's water it under the bridge. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be reconciled. That's going to be reconciled. Family, I get a fail for that. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that Anthony Davis had a triple-double that game. He did. That was actually a good overtime. game that I missed. Yeah, I remember it was a double overtime game. That's for sure. But Rondo in that game was a hidden star because he played. they played so well together. Yeah, they did. Rondo's like, he's like my favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He puts players in the best position possible Yes. for them to be efficient and to score or for them to make the next next pass yeah um but that was it that was the only person they put around anthony davis so him leaving wouldn't be a huge deal to me now the team that he selects that mm. he goes to that'd be a huge deal because i still don't i have my doubts on if palinka and magic can bring somebody like Anthony Davis to the Lakers. You mean like free agency wise or trade yes. wise? Because they're trade wise or or, or free agency wise. Mm. The um, trade wise a little bit different. If you can put a package together, yeah. then maybe he doesn't really I, have as much I, say. So I don't know. Maybe because I haven't seen them do it yet. Mm. Well, they were supposed to, and they failed on Kawhi. And it's also this also this past off season how they handled the the DeMarcus Cousins acquisition. Mm. You mean the Lakers? Um, I, you know, I, I still feel like there's some hidden info that we haven't gotten yet about that whole thing because he's talking about the Warriors were the ones who offered him the most yeah. money. I still have trouble believing that. Oh, I agree. I'm, so listen, that's that's a little sus to me. Yeah. It's very sus. I, don't, I, I feel like a couple of teams offer him something, but I think he wanted... To me, I just think he wanted to go to Spiteful Root because he wasn't getting the money that he really wanted. And he just said, you know what? I'm going to go try to get a leapfrog to a ring. I'm going to go get a cheap ring and go over there to the to the Warriors, lap up on them, even if it's for less money. Yeah. That's just my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I agree on AD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it would be cool to see him in L.A., but at the same time... Uh... I, honestly, I, I don't want him in L.A. I don't really want him on the Lakers with LeBron. I, I would like him to go to another franchise who is more willing to get him the proper pieces in order to succeed or give him the proper parts he needed. He's been in New Orleans for what, about like seven years now, I believe? Something like that. It's five, six, seven. 
And they still haven't even gotten him a competent wing. I talked about it last episode. Solomon Hill, you gonna give me? Quincy Pondex? What am I supposed to do with that? How am I supposed to advance deep in the playoffs when you give me personnel like that? And you got rid of the best game manager that I've ever had in Rondo, which allowed Drew Holiday to be the best Drew Holiday he could be last year. And now... You got me Julius Randle. That's a nice little pickup, but we're supposed to add on the success we had last year. To me, they backtrack, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm a, if I'm AD, I'm definitely going at the end of the season. I'm politely requesting that trade to mm-hmm. be gone, without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people in Chicagoland and Bulls forums, they believe that he could potentially end up in Chicago. But at the same, I don't know how that would happen because... New Orleans knows that this guy is a franchise player, oh, top yeah. five, top ten player in the league. So they're going to want something back in return to you want know. A lot. They're going to want a lot to reciprocate what they're losing. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's, it's definitely something interesting uh, to monitor this season. Yeah. Man. Um, also, I had a uh, a voicemail from somebody who called in to talk about this Anthony Davis topic as well. Let's hear it. Hey, man, it's Jocko, Real Deal Sports Talk. I think, I think, I think I'm think going to chime in on this Anthony Davis thing, man. I, as I think about it more and more, uh, it seems to be that it's rumored that he's going to be leaving uh, part ways with his agent and now he's going to be going with Clutch Sports um, and Rich Paul and, and, and those guys, which, as we just look at the Morris twins, how they have just switched over uh, to clutch sports as well. Yeah, uh, they're taking over the game, man. Uh, these guys, they want they want their money, uh, and as you see, well documented with clutch sports, uh, they're going to do that. So, uh, Anthony Davis, premier guy in the league. Um, this is what's going to happen. Anthony Davis is going to team up with somebody. He's going to leave New Orleans, and he's going to team up with somebody, and possibly try and make a big three somewhere but he's going to he's going to leave there's no there's no point for him to stay in new orleans uh, you got to think about this man new orleans small market a lot of these guys they go to la they work out in la they want to be in these larger big cities uh they want to be in the nice weather uh nightlife things like that so there's no there's no reason for for him to, to stay in New Orleans. On the flip side, we can compare that to Ben Simmons. He spent his whole off season in LA. His whole off season. So and who and who is Ben Simmons represented by? Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, those guys. So Anthony Anthony Davis, he's definitely he's definitely gonna leave and go somewhere else. <laughs> he said definitely. definitely. Hey man, this is Dr. Yeah. Real Sports nine five one, man. Have a good one. Yeah, so my man Josh, I appreciate the call, my man. Um, yeah, so he's he's on the definitely leaving train, and I think so too, man. I mean, we'll see. It's uh, I I think so because he makes a good point, and I I didn't think about this in a I, I didn't think about this in a sense of like him being traded because mm-hmm. in order for you to pair up with somebody, yeah, usually guys that do that, they're the guys who are in a position. Where their contract is, yeah, is expired, you see, yep. So I didn't, I haven't thought about it in a sense of him uh, teaming up with someone. So I mean, he could still make that happen, though. That is, he, that guy makes an excellent point. He's going to team up with somebody. Yeah, I. I it just depends on what that team has and what they can offer <laughs> they, to yep. to uh, the Pelicans, or if they do like a three-team trade. If everybody comes out even, yeah, and usually it's it's hard to see teams like that succeed with the player that they get because you have to give up so much to get him. Yeah, and usually the person who gives out the star usually loses that deal. Yeah, a lot of the times you never get back equal value. So and yeah, so. either either you're getting back something that you have to wait a long time for, or you're getting monetary value. Either way. Whenever they leave, it's a lose lose for the franchise. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. So I, I don't I don't know how that that's gonna work out. Yeah, that's that's uh definitely gonna be uh something to monitor, man. Um, so family, so I know y'all heard my uh my opening intro, classic. He got game moments in honor of uh my favorite player here on Above the Rim, Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Coney Island legend. 
Um, but this past weekend was a Hall of Fame ceremony and uh, some of the main names of the class of 2018 got inducted into the Hall of Fame. They were my man Ray, of course, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Um, it was Grant Hill, it was Jason Kidd, it was Steve Nash, it was Mo Cheeks, Rod Thorne, Tina, Tina Thompson. And um, so salute to all of them for making the Hall of Fame. And they were all very deserving. Of very deserving. Of all of them very deserving. But on a side note, Dev, really quick, man, about this Hall of Fame thing, I just want to say they need to stop snubbing my man C-Webb. I don't know what the hell the NBA is waiting for. Stop playing him. He's a career 20 and 10 guy, five-time All-Star. Why isn't C-Webb in the Hall of Fame already? I don't know. I have an issue with that. You know, I, how, how many years do you have to be, I guess, retired or not active? Ray is only been be eligible. active, I think, about four years maybe now. Because what are we in, 2018? His the last championship was 2012 or 2013, and he played a year after that. It has, it has to be... Less than five years he's been gone. Five yeah, years so, or less for Ray. I don't understand what the holdup is with C Webb. I, I mean, he's, think he's, he's more than deserving. They, they um, must think he's. Is it because of Michigan still? Fab Five? They still holding that over him? I don't understand. I have no idea, man, because he, he <clears throat> out of all of them, in going into the NBA, he was the one that was the most successful. Exactly. I'm not sure. By far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if C Webb got some pictures of somebody <laughs> or if somebody got some pictures of C Webb. Boy, if you don't get <laughs> I, I don't know, man, because it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Especially it in the sense of how his most successful time. You know, a lot of these guys, you like to see these guys that are in the Hall of Fame, you like to see mm-hmm. versatility in, in their career. Yes. Can they do it at this point? And can they do it at this point when obviously the athletic, athleticism starts to decrease? Mm-hmm. He did a good job of maintaining it on the East Coast and then on the West Coast. He was excellent. Yeah. So it, it's 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 something to be said about the Hall of Fame, the NBA Hall of Fame. Even though they are the principle is sound in how they operate, mm-hmm. they do snub a lot of players. Not yeah. so much like the like baseball and NFL, mm-hmm. but. You know, they, they, they still, uh, they're still a work in progress. Yeah, if it's not done are. within a year or two, probably, I would say three years because next year's first ballot, Hall of, the, the guys who are on their, uh, on the ballot for the first time. Yeah. That's it's, tough. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, I hope, I'm starting to think C-Web is a little bit, uh, he's blackballed. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what he did. I don't know what pictures they got of him. Yeah. But because it's crazy. He's a career 20 and 10 guy. And he's he's one of the few. He's one of the people who has revolutionized a power four position in a way. He was one of the first, one of the greatest big men passes of all times. Passing up there from the high post with Jay Will with White Chocolate and Divock and those Sacramento days when he lost his athleticism. Yeah. Like, come on. You got to give this man his respect. Like, C-Web is one of my favorite uh, players of all time. One of my favorite power forwards of all time. I was a big Fab Five. Uh, I was about to say member. <laughs> I, was a, <laughs> I was a big Fab Fab Five supporter. And um, that's that's crazy, man. I mean, C-Web's got to get in. It's ridiculous. Without a doubt. Ridiculous. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this episode is called Health is Wealth. And as I said before, Dev is a uh, athletic trainer, development coach, and uh, I wanted to briefly uh, dive into NBA players that go into great lengths to protect their bodies, maximize their effectiveness on the court and throughout the course of an 82 game season. And I was as I was uh, reading up for this, I learned that some of the main methods that some of these athletes use on a daily basis to maintain their bodies are things they use, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Dev, but they were acupuncture. They had those hyperbaric chamber therapy. Um, there was uh, some stem cell treatments I saw and some vitamin infusions, and then also like restrictive, restrictive diets like prepared by personal chefs. For, uh-huh. for a lot of these guys. And I saw, as I saw one of the most popular treatments, I was reading up on this. I don't know if you heard of this, Dev. It's um, cryotherapy. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's basically where an athlete spends two or three minutes in the chamber and it's the temperature set to like negative 250 degrees and they got to wear like protective gear, like thick gloves, socks and sandals so that their fingers and toes are good. And it's like a... 
a, a high class cold tub, basically. And it like speeds up your injury recovery and relieves pain and soreness. And when I saw that, man, I was like, that's pretty crazy how the extents that they're going now in things like that. So you said you heard about that before? Yeah. I have actually gotten a, a cryotherapy treatment once. Uh, and it was an experience of a lifetime. I'm not going to say it was a good experience or a bad experience, but it was definitely an experience. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, for layman's terms, for all our listeners and our family, essentially it is you have a full day of training camp. You play football or you're you're in your summer league or preparing for the season in basketball. Mm-hmm. Usually they're done training, you hydrate, you get all your electrolytes, and then you go take an ice bath. It's essentially the same thing as an ice bath, but sped up. An ice bath, usually the temperature can get anywhere between, you know, somewhere between zero to negative 10, negative 20. A cryotherapy chamber is way, I want to say, I've seen one before where it was like negative negative 70. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose of the... um, the uh, the protective yeah. gear, gloves, gloves for your they feet. They were saying some of them hands. were negative two fifty. Though I was reading, I yeah. Was like, so that's that's, that's the beginning of it. That's uh, the be- it, could, it could start at the minimum of negative yeah. seventy and go all the way to negative two fifty. Mm-hmm. I know the one I did was negative one hundred. I lasted only ten, only two minutes. Damn. Um, it's it's essentially the same thing as an ice bath, but sped up. Yeah. So what you're getting is your muscles are obviously they're extremely stretched out they want to fuse all back together Mm -hmm. the ice bath helps it do it in a more natural way that your body can do it that your body should normally do it but it's more sped up so you avoid injury you know a lot of injuries that come when guys are leaving training camp they don't properly go through their proper cool down stretching exercises Mm -hmm. and then they're walking to their car they get out of the car when they get home walk up the stairs and they tear their hamstring all for something simple so the ice treatment, cold treatments like that is what's really great. And a lot of athletes, even professional athletes, aren't taking the proper steps to do it because they're just not educated. Yeah. Um, we live somewhat in a following culture. So a lot of these guys, they won't do it until they see, oh, LeBron is doing that? Shit, I yep. need to get up on top of that. You <laughs> until know? they so, see it on YouTube or, or some exactly. Instagram video that he's in a chain. And, and what ended up happening is, and I have to tell the younger athletes that I train in my profession, I have to tell them this, like, just because you see something on Instagram, you see it on YouTube, or you see an athlete doing something on Twitter, that doesn't necessarily mean that you, yeah. you specifically have to go and try to do that. Because if you go doing it based off of just a video, that, a one-minute video that you saw on Instagram... You're going to do it, you're potentially going to hurt yourself because you're doing it without the guidance of somebody who who knows about that and they have a professional education to help you do it. Yeah, most definitely. So, I agree. But it works. It definitely works. But I, don't, I don't think normal, everyday athletes would have access to that. Exactly. Yeah, so that, I, I mean, I'm for sure, I, I know it's got to be expensive. So the normal, I assume it's only for the elite athletes or would it be what do you think it's available for all NBA players or would it be only available for the elite athletes um I would say it's available for it's a it's an economic availability yeah okay so a regular athlete so let's say uh, a kid who plays basketball in uh in Jersey City or a kid who plays basketball in the Bronx more than likely, he's not going to have the availability, yeah. you know, if, unless he's getting money like that. Of course. From some ever, whatever <laughs> ACC school is passing him cash. Mm. <laughs> he can go take that or he can go into the city, you know, in Midtown and go get that. Rather than some kid who lives in Long Island. Yeah, true. Or in Connecticut who whose family has disposable income, mm-hmm. they can send him there once or twice. Yeah. And that's, you know, for a younger athlete, that's that's more, that's it's more advised for them to not do it a lot. They, they should go about the regular ice bath treatment. Yeah. Um, so it's more of an economic, e- economical availability of the, uh, of the service. Yeah, definitely. But elite athletes, some, some of these facilities for these NBA teams, they have them, they have a partnership with the rehab facility or the cryotherapy oh, yes. facility. Yes. And they allow their 100%. athletes to go in there. But on their own time. 100%. 
on their own time, it, you do mostly see it as elite athletes that go about doing it. Of course. And and speaking of that, someone like um like LeBron, we know, spends nearly um like a million dollars per year to maintain his body. And we know everyone can't spend that kind of money on his body, but it is LeBron and he is a freak of nature. And so basically Maintaining your physical health and being in game shape, we know how important those factors are in in maintaining high performance for an athlete. So, Dev, I wanted to ask you, what do you think would be the most important factor in maintaining physical health for an athlete or for everyday person? But I would say more athlete and, and making sure that they're in game shape. You know what, man? It is definitely a combination of uh, their diet and corrective corrective preparation uh corrective preparation is exercise stretching and consulting um but there are a lot of young athletes that just they eat like shit and they eat yeah. based off of what their nutrition was when they were in college or what they had in high school mm-hmm. uh obviously there's some kids that go from in, the, in pro basketball they go from high school they play a year in europe and then they come to the league or they play one year in college and they come to the league and you know a part of that is consulting if you have a team of people around you who are eating just like you then you have the wrong team because your team isn't in the NBA your team isn't in the NFL or the major that is true that is a great point so it's it's more so indicative of you know how you can be educated about what you're supposed to be eating the corrective stretching uh, the corrective workouts why are you doing, why are you trying to max out on the bench when you play point guard? Mm. <laughs> you know, why are you trying to, uh, you know, if you're, you're, why are you trying to do these explosive workouts mm-hmm. when your whole purpose is to be a, a three-point specialist? True. So it's all about corrective, you know, exercise, corrective stretching. And working on um, the right things for you, basically. Yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's what's specific to you. Yeah. And this goes back to guys seeing something that they see on social media or they see on television or they see in a documentary and they're like, hey, I can do that. It's not about if you could do it or not. It's rather, should you be doing it? Yeah. Um, another one, man, is uh, I'm really big on stretching. Yes. Really big on stretching. A lot of these athletes that you see that have these, you know, these injuries or, you know, these... Uh, you see them late in games where they're just dead tired. It's because yeah. they're not getting the proper pregame pregame and they exercise. They run out of legs a lot too on their jump shots. They run out of yeah. Yeah, man. So you see like the arc on their jump shot and it mm-hmm. just get flat. Yep. If anybody, as much as I have my you know despisal of Steph Curry, if anybody <laughs> watches him uh-huh. before, but him and LeBron, if you watch him before the game, they have the same routine every time. Yes. And, Shout out to our new Hall of Famer, Ray Allen. He had a specific routine. I was just routine. getting ready to say that. Yeah, man, they have routine. a specific routine. Yep. They're disciplined to what their routine is, and they make sure it happens every single game. All the greats, it's not about what they do after the game, how they celebrate. It's what they're doing before. Of like course. in boxing, we use the term, um, you know, nobody cares about what you did under the lights. They, you know, no, Everybody cares about what you did under the lights, but they don't see what you do in the dark in the gym. Oh, yeah, 100%. So what you do in the gym before the game, the uh, shoot around, you know, that's that's what counts. That's what keeps you on the floor. It's what gets you championships. It's what keeps you healthy. Um, unfortunately, right now, we have a huge epidemic of ligament tears in the NBA and the NFL. Lots, lots and of that, ligament tears, man. And man, this is something that like I take a lot of pride in with like the athletes that I train. Um, yeah. Everything that you do in a sport, everything that you do on the court, the field, should be somewhat reflective of what you do in your in normal life. Oh, yeah. So if you're walking down the street and you turn at a corner, you're not going to turn your whole torso to the right. You're going to take a step and you're going to move your whole body to the right. Mm-hmm. Why would you do anything different on the court? Why would you do anything different mm-hmm. on the field? Natural body movements. Natural yeah. body movements. So if you do that on the field or on the court, there was a guy the other night in the uh, Atlanta Falcons game. I, I, I think his last name is Neil. Mm-hmm. He did something that that is called a, uh, a curtsy lunge where he turned his whole body to 
to the he turned his upper torso to the right, and yeah. his lower extremities, his lead leg, was still running forward. So in that slight, that quick explosive movement, and his leg is trailing behind him. Right away, he snapped his ACL. Oh, and man. it's because he wasn't doing it in the proper way. So it all goes back to if you're doing everything on routine and you're doing a, and you're having a corrective routine, you decrease the likelihood of you tearing, yeah, you know, man. ligaments and having extreme, those extreme injuries. Body. Those natural body movements are so important, especially for all athletes. And they, and every time they break routine, I mean, I do see them stretch a lot pregame. They do stretch a lot, but still, stretching is very very, very important, especially for hamstrings as well. Especially, 100%. I I hate to keep raining, but I have to get this in there because shout out to our homie Baylor. I have to get this in there. This is another reason why Jordan and Kobe are drastically different as much as they are the same. Mm. Jordan had a specific routine, as Kobe did. Now, can't nobody take away from Kobe's ethic. Mm-hmm. The mama mentality is real. He did like Kobe is one of the yes. hardest working people, yes. hardest working athletes of all time. Yes. But if you watch Jordan and Kobe's game, it can't be denied. I mean, it can be denied by, you know, Kobe stands. But Jordan, his, his the fluidity and how he moved on the court was so smooth. It was almost like he was in water. Even when he made his pivots, everything was in, flu- in fluid, fluid motion. Yes. There was never any pause or any herky-jerky movements. Rather, with Kobe, he had a little bit of a herky-jerk when he pivot, when he came up the pump fake, when he drove the baseline. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little bit. And I'm not saying that everything about him was, you know, you know, herky-jerky, but it was just a little bit different than how Jordan well, he was. That. And that's he why you pump, see... He had the baby spin. He still had all of those mechanics. <laughs> right. And so that's how you see the difference. And Jordan never really had any serious injuries until he... Uh, I mean... The most serious one he had was the, the, his second year in the league. Yeah. Um, had, but Jordan never 63. had any mm-hmm. Achilles injuries, you know, calf injuries, hamstring injuries, broken fingers. Everything was in a fluid, natural motion. And that's why Kobe battled a lot of injuries throughout his career. Same oh, thing with Derrick Rose. Yeah. You compare Derrick Rose to somebody like a more fluid point guard that was also explosive, like uh now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I guess you could hmm. say like somebody like Russ. Yeah. Russ is like when he drives, he is driving straight through. There's not going to be anything that changes about him. He's just going straight through. Oh, no. Yeah. That's Whether like he makes or misses. Fast <laughs> motion that he's doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's that. A hundred percent. I agree, man. I agree. Those are all true, true words, man. And I'm glad you brought up uh, dieting also in the beginning because I know, especially right now, 2018, I know vegan diets are like all of the rage right now. And I know that's what's in a lot. And a lot of players are refocusing their diets around that. But one NBA player does not. My man Jordan Clarkson. I don't know if uh, the family, if you've ever heard this clip before, but this is from last year when he was on the Lakers talking about his uh his pregame routine and it was uh quite interesting man so family uh you gotta hear this clip of my man jordan clarkson dev listen up man oh, I got my it. routine is whatever man i might wake up and eat some fried chicken or something in the morning come here get some shots up go to the candy store <laughs> some skittles um take a nap watch a movie might play some video games for like five minutes till i get mad might go to sleep again, then wake up, drop to the arena, and do my pregame shit. So. Oh, my Lord, family. Did you hear what this man said? To recap this nonsense, he said he wakes up, eats fried chicken or something, goes to shoot around, pregame shoot around, then goes back home, goes to the candy store, gets some Skittles or whatever, goes back home, watch a movie, play some video games, take a nap, then drive to the arena, get some pregame shots up. Come on. I listened to that and I'm going to say my response to it is something that I told an athlete the other day. He was training with me at eight in the morning on a Saturday. And I said to him, he was struggling. He was out of breath. He was exhausted. He had this, I don't want to be here. Look on his face. And I Mm -hmm. said to him, everybody else your age is at home right now. Sleep. You here right now training. Working. Everybody wants to be great. 
but everybody don't want to be great. Yeah. You don't want to everybody wants to be a beast, but they don't want to do beast things. Oh. Jordan Clarkson just exhibited why he couldn't make a shot to save his life. And why he couldn't in last deep into the playoffs. Yep. So, essentially, now I can't be too mad at Jordan because Jordan is a... Uh, Jordan's lifestyle, his habits, is almost a product of his environment. If some of our younger listeners, if they remember our boy uh, Kwame Brown. Oh, Lord, Kwame. (laughs) (laughs) Kwame Brown once had an article in the, uh, I forgot, the D.C. newspaper. Mm -hmm. But somebody asked him about what his lifestyle was and how is he adapting to be being around, you know, grown men in the NBA. And, you know, does he have a chef? What's his diet like? And he was like, oh, I eat chicken every night. I just go get oh, fried Lord. chicken because, you know, my family ain't around to cook for me. You have a mil- you have some odd million dollars in a bank. <sighs> a personal chef on retainer for, I, I say, for six months, you can afford it. Yeah, like, give me a break. You got... You- <sighs> You got to get at least or try to. I know nutritionists like a personal nutritionist is expensive. I know. But I mean, they first of all, you're an NBA player. There should be no excuse if you are an NBA player. I'm only talking to say it's expensive for a normal everyday person. But for an athlete, come for on. For an now. athlete, no excuses. To, no excuses. Not to mention, you know, like for me and you, for instance, you know, me and you are small business owners. Yeah. So for when we look at something like that we say expensive our mind is different in a sense of it's expensive in a sense of that's an expensive investment yes yes not not something i'm just gonna spend my money on Mm. and just keep it moving exactly you know jordan clarkson doesn't have a problem with paying for ps4s and xbox ones and all this but if he you know i'm not saying that this is you know evident with him but this is evident with a lot of people yeah that i've run into in the field of fitness people say like oh man that's expensive I don't know if I could pay for that. You're not paying for anything. You're investing. Investing. You want to be great. You want to change your health. You want to change the way you live. This is an investment into you. 100%. And it's also indicative of like, you know, the culture that he's around. Oh, yeah. And the Uh, mentality. The mentality. I remember when they had the, uh, when they showed Lamar Odom's pantry. From way back oh, in the day. Oh yes, you remember was, that? Oh, shit. What was that on? Was that on like MTV Cribs? I think or it something was like, like it that. It was. Uh, it was. They had it oh, twice. It was on MTV Cribs yes. and when he had his show with Chloe. Yo, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he had a whole bunch of like Starburst there or something like that. He had, and, and he, he would go like, to bed. Yeah, like his his pre his like pre bed snack and was Twizzlers or something. Yeah. He was just a, a, just nothing but sugar. And you're going to bed with that. Yeah, I remember that. Damn, that was a good one, Dev. Damn, that was a while ago. <laughs> so, you know, man, it's, yeah. it's, this is serious. Crazy. Like, you know, this is so serious in a sense of people need to understand the severity of the stuff that they're putting in their body. Oh, 100%. Sugar, 100%. I mean, like, pr- processed sugar is so incredibly bad for you. Mm-hmm. In, in any of my events... Anytime I train a client, if I can bring Gatorade, I don't even bring... If, if I'm bringing bottled Gatorade, I'll make sure it's sugar-free. If I mix it and I prepare it for an event, I only put about... If I have a huge tub of Gatorade, only half of it will be the actual Gatorade powder. The rest of it would be water. And it uh, tastes watered down. Yeah. So the water you see athletes drinking on the sidelines, it's usually... The one that comes from the cooler, it's usually watered down and tastes terrible. It almost tastes like how it really tasted when we were kids. So sometimes you'll see athletes, they'll call for a trainer uh, on the sidelines, especially hoopers. They'll call a trainer, they'll they'll motion to him like, hey, my drink. And a trainer will bring them their own personal bottle. Yeah. That's specific to them because it has a ton of sugar in it. They don't want to drink the shit that's actually good for them. Yeah, but they'll drink the other shit, though. Right. Or you see guys like Kobe at the end of his career, Mm. uh, LeBron. I know, uh, I forgot the kid's name. Um, Justice Winslow, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, they all drink, uh, they all would drink the same type of, I forgot, it's a it's a processed drink that's made by nutritionists, and it has a ton of electrolytes in it. Mm-hmm. It's like drinking a banana, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, Jordan Clarkson, dog, at the end of the day, Jordan Clarkson, somebody in his circle is going to have to tell them, like, this is not the proper way to live, this is the proper way for you to 
you to uh, keep yourself in shape. This isn't gonna get you paid. I mean, I'm sure he 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 should have learned his lesson by then. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you never so, know, I mean, but I would hope so. So it's unfortunate, yeah. but that is what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, uh, top five athletes I want to run through really quick for both of us, and I think uh, this can be a widespread list. And for the family as well, I want to hear you guys' top five athletes who you think of all time, any sport. I'm going to throw out my five, and then you're going to throw out your five, and then we'll see. We're probably going to collide maybe on a few of these. We'll see, hopefully, maybe not. But my top five, you dev, uh, for me, I'm going to go, there's no no particular order. I couldn't go in an order, so I'm going to just get five. I got LeBron. I got Floyd Mayweather. I got Russell Westbrook. I got Serena Williams. And to round it out, I got my man Bo Jackson for my top five athletes all time. How about you? Yeah, mine can't be in order. Yeah, I I couldn't make an order. I also have an honorable mention also. Honorable mention for me is uh, Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, because I think he's a phenomenal <laughs> athlete. <laughs> I just think I think his workout regimen is is uh, real. Deep. He's always stayed in shape, man. He could he could he could suit up for the NBA right now. He's what 40, 41, something like that. Um, yeah. He and Jordan was also in a uh, peak physical shape as well. So I gotta give him his props. But those were my uh, my five right there. You got five, Dev? Yeah. Yeah, I got Brian. I got mm-hmm. Serena, mm-hmm. I have Bo Jackson, I have Mike, mm-hmm. and uh, in honor of uh, me being a Seminole myself, uh, Deion Sanders. You, I was thinking of Deion Sanders too, you know, he almost made my list also as well. Yeah, man, so I, there's a story of Deion, and it's nobody knows if it's true or not, but in the Deion folklore, I always, I lean on the side of it being true. Deion Sanders, um... There's two stories about him. Deion Sanders took up track at Florida State because he saw the time of uh, one of their sprinters for the 100-yard, uh, 100, well, I guess the 100-yard dash, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I could dust that. And he said it to the coach. He walked into the training facility. He's like, hey, whoever that guy is, his name is, you can take his name off the board because he's not faster than me. I don't even run track. Uh-huh. He only joined the track team just to beat that guy. He ended up breaking a world record. Oh, damn. Um, then there's another story that says that uh, Deion Sanders is the first. There's been other men that's had this happened to, but Deion Sanders is the first man in U.S. Naval history that was offered. This is su- reported, like supposedly. Mm-hmm. That was supposedly offered a Navy SEAL contract for him to go to Navy SEAL training without... Yeah having to do any tests without having to do any like you know pre-training yeah. qualifications they just offered him a tr- contract to go to boot camp and then go to the navy seal training damn look at that see they already that's knew how, he was in- that's how great of an athlete he was he probably still is in <laughs> peak physical shape i think he is still in shape though i know he runs two miles every morning yeah damn. two to two to five miles every morning listen prime time man listen one of the greatest athletes of all time. Greatest athlete. So family also as well on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, let me know your uh, top five athletes all time in all sports because that is all subjective right there. Yeah. Um, so, Dev, so as we talked about, as I alluded to earlier to the family, our founder of Seneca Athletics, and uh, I wanted you to tell the people, so how did you get the idea to start it? And what was the inspiration behind it? Absolutely, man. Um, probably a year, a year and a half ago in April, mm-hmm. um, my older brother, Seneca, he passed away. Um, a tragic death in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, but my brother's life was more important than his death. Yeah. He, you know, had his ups and downs, uh, from his youth living here in Chicagoland area he was a great basketball player AAU prospect every year and out um, from middle school to the middle high school he actually played on the same AAU teams as Ronnie Fields mm. uh, Ron Mercer Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. just a few guys to name um, he was extremely talented explosive point guard like 
he was a prototypical Chicago point guard. He could mm-hmm. drive to the basket. He had hops. He had a great crossover. Um, and then, unfortunately, his life took a turn. Uh, I always tell people, like the younger kids that we mentor, that we train through our company, is that uh, I tell them stories of his life and everything that you hear rappers rap about, my brother was actually doing and then some. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when he got older and he changed his life for the better, he always said that was nothing for him to brag about. That was just a, you know, stepping stone in his life for him to be better. So later on in his life, when he changed things around, he was an advocate for kids in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. parts of New York. And when he moved up to Minnesota, he uh, did the same thing, advocating kids to find peace and find a healthy uh sanctuary from the streets from the negativity that comes from you know lower income neighborhoods he mm-hmm. wanted to help find a, a, a different path through sports and athletics so he organized rides organized buses organized trucks to pick up these kids take them to rec centers have football camps have baseball camps have basketball camps even some kids that lived in the lower income areas in Minnesota and because Minnesota is like a snowstorm every year yeah. uh, he would get them to hockey camps and unfortunately, he passed away. He was murdered in downtown Minneapolis. And after our family was grieving, after our family, you know, got over everything, in a, in a sense, uh, I was really inspired to carry on his legacy. I've been in fitness all my life. I've played so many sports throughout my life. And I was like, what better way for me to do something that I love while also carrying on my brother's legacy than to open up a fitness brand named after him yes. with the same principles and goals that he wanted to accomplish. So, man, I opened up Seneca Athletics. It's a We specialize in personal training, class training, and athletic development for all types of athletes all across the board. And we also specialize in emotional development because a part of finding a sanctuary, finding a positive outlook on life through sports is to make sure that you develop yourself emotionally. Of course. Oh man, that that can't be stated. That can't be stated enough. A lot of these kids, growing up in the inner cities in our youth, they have to care about their mental health as well, and now their emotional stability. There's a lot of things that they can do to to get help when they need it. So I hear that, man. A hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. And I applaud and salute you, my brother, for making these moves. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Of course, of course. So, also, you also had the uh, summer boot camp that you've been uh, doing as well this summer, right? <laughs> yes, sir, man. Yeah. We just got done this past weekend. Was our last weekend? Or was our last Saturday for I the summer? You were summer out here on summer the beach, series, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a uh, summer series boot camp. Um, I was in the United States Navy for five years, so mm-hmm. I said, you know, what better way to get people in shape yeah. than to give them a crash course on all the workouts that you do in any boot camp across the military, um, while also having it be fun. You know, we had a lot of people show up and show yeah. out. We had some kids nice from, um, we had a lot of kids from AAU basketball from Chicago Southside. They came up and they played with us. Uh, they had a great time. Some of these athletes were incredible. Um, we have gave out with a lot of dope prizes, mm-hmm. and now, man, we're just prepping up for the fall and the winter. Um, we're trying to get something done. So, if our listeners are listening, we're trying to get something done where we can have an organized camp in the Bronx, in Brooklyn. Mm. If you're in, if you're in Midtown, we'd love to do it there. Find us a space. We will make the trip, and we will get all yes. these young athletes and adults as well to come through. Live the be great mentality. Uh, my brother used to always say all the time, everything he did and every time somebody was around him, he's like, don't be average, be great. Yes. Nobody remembers an average person that's, you know, does anything on the court or on the field. 100%. Nobody remembers Kirk Heinrich, but everybody remembers Derrick Rose. <laughs> it's no disrespect to King Kirk. Nobody remembers Andres Nocioni. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers... Nobody remembers any of those guys, man, but they remember the guys who took a, took a leap of faith because they wanted to be great. So yes. our whole motto at Seneca Athletics is be great every single day. If you did something that was really good yesterday, you got to be better than that. You got to be greater than that. Word. So we're trying to have something organized here in the Chicagoland area and in New York. Yes. Um, if anybody is in Co-op City and you want to open up a space, boom, let's do it. Boom. All you hipsters in Prospect Place, let's do it. We can make it happen. Boom. 
That's what I'm talking about, man. You need to make that move over here to NYC, man. You need to, Dev. Yeah, to. man. If, yeah, I need to make some some money moves first before I move, <laughs> move over there. <laughs> I hear you. I hear I you. Need man. To, I need y'all to have that guy running for for mayor again, who was uh, a part of the the rent is too damn high party. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dude, man. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's too damn high, man. A hundred percent. So, uh, family, now it's time for. The crossover segment. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Talk practice. About practice. The crossover segment, family. So I'm sure everyone knows by now. But of course, I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. My man Dev asks his GM and he tells me who he would take out of the two in their primes if he was building a team. Dev, I got some decent ones here for you today. I got some interesting ones. So... Are you taking a prime Nick the Quick, Nick Van Axel? Oh, man. Or Lou Willville, Lou Williams. Let me give you the career stats. Nick the yeah. Quick, 14 points per game, two rebounds, six assists, no blocks, no steals, 40% from the floor, one-time All-Star. Lou Willville, 13 points per game, two rebounds, three assists, 42% from the floor, two-time six-man of the year. You taking Nick the Quick or you taking the Willville? Uh, uh, I don't really see Lou's numbers getting higher than that, to be honest. Mm. Um, he did average 20. Yeah. Off the bench. You know, man, I would have to go with, with, with Nick. Nick? Only because he's more diverse in the things that he can do on offense. Mm. Lou, I feel like if I need some buckets, Lou get in the game right now. Go get me some money. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that's tough. That's tough because think about it. You know what? Because Lou, Lou could get I, you a bucket I, when you need a bucket. I'm, I'm still gonna go with Nick. Okay. Nick was a, I used to say this a lot as a kid. Nick was an underrated passer. Oh, and yes. When I, I when I was younger, agree. When I was younger, I felt that my, my favorite player at the time when, when Mike retired was uh, Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. I love his game in a sense of like create options first before you look to shoot for yourself. Even though Jason could shoot the three later in his career. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm going to go with Nick. You're going to go with Nick? He can, create, he can create options better than... Better than Lou. Even though Lou makes a, he can have a, a defense collapse That's on him when he's when his heat check. Listen, you you sound like you being tugged on right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the I'll, devil is a lie. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dev, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm going Nick the Quick also. And to me, it wasn't as easy of a choice. You actually had to think about it because think about this because I really do like. Louisville's game, man. I'm not going to front. He's silky smooth off the bench. As you can see, two times six man of the year. Not many people did that. Him, Jamal Crawford, Eric Gordon are one, are one of these guys. Uh, Should have been Lamar Odom, but, you know, politics. Yep, yep that's true. That's true. Nick the, Nick Van Axel, remember late in his career when he was on Dallas, he was a great six man. Early yeah. in his career when he was when he was in L.A., he was killing as a starter. And, did Van Axel ever win a chip? Uh, no, never won a chip. Nope. No ownership. He was supposed to win that Dallas team, but then he left. And That's then, right. Okay, yeah, I remember, remember they were in 06. They played in the finals. He was on that team against um, the Heat. Miami. Yeah, but Michael Finley was there in that, in that Dallas squad. Josh Howard, I believe, and a couple of those boys over there. Mm-hmm. So they didn't win the title that year, but they won it in when, uh, 2011, I believe it was, or 2012 or whatever, but he wasn't there. He was gone already. But Nick the Quick, prime Nick the Quick on L.A.? I like Nick the Quick, man. His his handle was very underrated. That should have worked, man. Yeah. Because remember, they had Nick. At one point, they had Nick, Shaq, and Eddie Jones. Yep. Yep. And it just didn't pan out. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, I mean, we'll see, man. But um, moving on, are you taking a prime Brandon Roy or Jamar DeRozan? Let me give you the career stats. Brandon Roy, 18 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, 45% from the floor, three, three-time All-Star, rookie of the year. DeMar DeRozan, 19 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, 44% from the floor, and a four-time All-Star. 
building a team, you taking a prime Brandon Roy, or you taking DeMar DeRozan, Dev? Brandon got? Roy. Mm, easy. I'm not going to wait on this. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm sick and tired of DeMar DeRozan apologists. I'm mm. sick of it. Thank I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm uh, like, so many excuses get made for dude. I'm not saying, I might be saying this, because, you know, people like to hear shit, and then they'll just take They'll take it as you disrespecting their favorite player. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying that DeMar DeRozan is overrated to me. I agree. He can get you buckets. He can get you all that. But at the end of the day, this is about... Like, when I hear... when you, Whenever I listen to your crossover segment mm-hmm. and you post it on Twitter, I always say who had the potential... Who had the a potential ability-wise mm. to make their team great? Yes. Now... Who has a higher ceiling? If if it wasn't for injuries, Brandon Roy would still be in the league and he'd still be successful. Yes. He was a top he five was, two guard when he was. He was in incredible. Front. Top three, maybe. Top three, top five. He was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And and you know, it's this is saying like disrespect to people we give in to D Rose all the time. People don't remember that Derrick Rose was the youngest guy to win an MVP. Mm-hmm. They don't remember that. They just remember that he had knee trouble. Mm-hmm. So Brandon Roy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, give sympathy to these. <laughs> Look, Honestly, man, like, no, I, and I he, agree. he did all this crying and shit about Toronto letting him go. Oh, oh yeah. They were unloyal. They were disloyal. I call him DeMar DeFrozen a lot because the man freezes when he sees Kawhi LeBron Leonard James. Or you. Are, are you kidding? That's... Imagine my hands right now. One is lower than the other and I'm weighing it out. <laughs> Come on, fam. Listen, I'll take Kawhi Leonard any day. That's why, listen, when Toronto fans, when they were upset that they traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi, I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, I can understand DeMar's beef in a sense of like, I just spoke to you. You oh, told me everything was going to work yes, out. Yes, yes. Now, that's it. I, I, I respect athletes in that sense because these teams, yes. they try to portray that these athletes ain't shit. Mm-hmm. You just had... John Gruden last night on Monday on a Sunday Night Football talking about oh Khalil Mack didn't want to be here so Aaron Donald <laughs> didn't want to be in L.A. That don't mean that they traded him. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Exactly. So I, I can understand Demar Derozan's beef, but don't get it twisted, dog. Like this wasn't about this wasn't about them getting sun and you know you was just going to go on about your business and they didn't care about you. No, this is a weighing out our our yeah, options. It was a do we want Kawhi Leonard or do we want you? Yep, man, it was a business move. And I, I, listen, Messiah, Ujiri, I, I think he did a smart move. And they weren't going anywhere with DeMar DeRozan as your best player. They weren't going anywhere. They had... They had to. They had to upgrade that roster, and Kawhi Leonard is the biggest upgrade you can get over DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is nice. He can get you 20, and I actually think he's going to do nice in San Antonio this year. But Kawhi is still better. That's And Brandon Roy was a stud throughout his... It, I mean, yes. he had a very short prime, three to four, three to five-year prime he had, but in that span of three dog. years, man, he was a dog. He was a top five two-guard. He was perennial 20 points per game scorer. Portland Trailblazer on them the, the Jailblazer squad. It was a definitely a title contender. He just man, his knees, man, they, they and, gave out. No and, cartilage. Him him and him and uh, Greg Oden, man, it just didn't pan out. Yeah. I don't know who man, who Portland, the man. athletic development coach was for them or who the trainer was, but he did a shit job too. Yeah. Terrible, so, terrible. He lost all cartilage in his knees. I think he, got, I think he lost his job and came to Chicago. <laughs> Shoulda, man. He should have got some new he should have got a second opinion like Kawhi. See that? Yeah. You saved himself with that second opinion, though. <laughs> I, I tell you that, man. So, uh, Dev, my man, I appreciate you for joining me on another episode of Above the Rim. Thank you for coming here and, and enlightening the people on uh, Seneca Athletics and the brand and the great inspiration that you're doing for the youth and uh, for the athletes in Chicago. Like I said before, you got to bring it over here to NYC. And, uh, Absolutely. Appreciate you uh, spreading that health is wealth knowledge for the family today. Health is wealth, man. Absolutely. Everybody go follow Seneca Athletics on IG. We'll follow back. Try to send you a prize, a T-shirt, a water bottle, maybe a free session of personal training. Yes. Make sure you go do that, man. Holla at my man there for sure. So family, so that's above the rim. Oh, before I leave, um... I am going to start going back to uh, my weekly episodes. It's just been the summer breaks. I've been going bi-weekly. So I know a lot of people have been asking me about that, how come I've been uh, breaking weeks. But I will go back in and uh, 
I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna do the damn thing. So family, this above the rim, episode 67, and we out. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi! Did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi! You have high cholesterol! Hi! You're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi! There's no more pain! Yeah, even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.